0: We're here because of the music. We are banding. You like Huey Lewis on the news? On the news? Right? I like this song. It's just a jump to the land, the land. Sweet! Love, this one, love
1: this one. Hello! Gosh, it feels so good to be back.
0: Yeah, indeed. Hi, Frankie. Hi, Misa. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> love you. We are back to recording remote for the time being, just because uh Frankie, I think you went to a wedding last night and I shot a wedding last night.
1: Yes, and uh I, I don't know if you can hear my voice. I do have a little bit of a cold. So I did, of course, text all the people. I was like, hey, I got tested just out of caution. I'm negative. You know, just being courteous, which is still a thing that um I'm doing. I don't know if other people are. But, um yeah, we have a cold going around. And I'm, in fact, taking off tomorrow as well, just out of caution. Send Frankie all the well wishes, guys. We have had COVID going around like crazy between all of our students and paras. It's just a lot. And, in fact, Angel's dad tested positive. Thank God we weren't around him. For like that entire week because he felt under the weather so I was already like absolutely not stay away (laughs) but it's just been a lot and um, in doing so it it just it kind of got me feeling not so great and we were planning on recording and Misa and I were both kind of like in this weird emotional like I don't really know what I'm feeling I don't know what I'm vibing with and it landed us on a great topic
0: for a B-side episode, and I'm super excited to talk about this. Yeah, same. So, like Frankie said, uh, we just both got to a point where we were like, I can't pick a soundtrack right now. (laughs) Um, And usually, like, this podcast and the soundtracks that we choose tend to be kind of like an outlet at times, kind of like a Dear Diary kind of thing. Um, And so, like, the way Uh we're feeling in our state of mind really does affect the movies and the songs that we choose. And right now, nothing was really vibing with either of us.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not even going to lie to you, Misa. I know you posted about going through a couple movies. I literally changed my movie five times, like, <laughs> started taking notes. And then I was like, mm, no, I'm just, this is not it. Like, I wasn't excited about researching it. And that's kind of what I go off of.
0: Like, if I'm not excited, you guys can tell. And, I don't want that to come across, you know? And I felt the same way. Like, I I had movies that, like, obviously I love these movies and I love the soundtracks, but, like, right now they really weren't fitting with my mood. February is always kind of weird anyway um, for some reason. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's why I uh, posted, like, hey, what's everybody's favorite soundtrack? Because I really needed ideas. And, you know, I appreciated the responses, but even that wasn't really, like, (laughs) inspiring me. It wasn't making anything click. And so literally, Frankie and I telegraphed each other because then we started talking about this.
1: Yeah, one of my friends was like, oh, do like a love movie. And so I was like, "Mm." (laughs) yeah, so my friend was like throwing some Valentine's movies at me and I just wasn't feeling that. And you know, not to be like a a Debbie Downer, but I don't really want to talk about that during a month that's not always easy for people. Um, and even I don't really like Valentine's Day. So I just, uh, I, I watched a couple and I was like, yeah, no, this is not happening. I'm not vibing with this right now.
0: So that's how we both kind of came to the like similar conclusion that we were just going to go ahead and do yeah comfort movies and TV shows and make it a B-side episode and fucking call it a day. Yeah. Because who doesn't love that? Yeah, that's true. And I think especially I mean even before the pandemic, but especially during the pandemic, like media really was a good distraction, and yeah. I think that like that's when everyone really started to appreciate like what goes into making some of their favorite TV shows.
1: Yes. Yes. I mean, everyone went through like their whole Netflix waves, you know, rewatching all the movies. And uh,
0: Binging.
1: yeah, just binge watching, finishing, you know, whole series in a couple of days. Um, and that led us to those, you know, what are movies that I love watching over and over again, no matter how much time has passed or how
0: often I watch them. And in addition to that, um, we also want to talk about movies that we like having on in the background while we're doing other things because they just kind of comfort us. Not that they are reduced to ambient sound, but that we like having them as ambient sound in the yeah. And I think, I think we're all getting to a point where like everyone likes to have some kind of sound or what is it, something stimulus, like for the hearing, hearing stimulus, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, like
1: a hearing stimuli, and if you don't, you're a psychopath. I'm just going to go on record and say that. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, more or less.
1: So so that's
0: kind of what we want to talk about today. Do you want to go first, Frankie?
1: Yeah, okay, I'll go with a couple. Um, So when I think of my movie that I can literally watch, over and over and over again it is a movie that of course Misa has covered because it's just such a badass movie um and just such a feel-good movie and it is 10 things I hate about you it is one of my absolute go-to's for however I'm feeling because I feel like that movie just has all the emotions and it is my my top movie that I will just put on and I've I've realized that I've kind of passed that on to my kids, too, because that's also my daughter's go-to movie. Aw, I love that. makes me kind of proud, right? (laughs) Proud mom moment. But, I mean, not only do we know the soundtrack is amazing, because, like I said, Misa has covered it, um, but this this is just one of those movies that, again, no matter what I'm feeling, um, I can put it on, and it always seems to just, like, make me kind of, forget about whatever's going on everything kind of melts away and I can truly focus on the movie and then of course now I have the addition of thinking about all the things we talked about in our soundtrack episode on that movie and knowing all the things that Misa loves about that movie too just kind of amps it up a little bit more for me because knowing that my bestie loves that movie too just makes it even more special to me
0: Aww. Yeah, it's something that bonds us. Yeah,
1: yeah. And uh I mean, it's amazing. I feel like that's a comfort movie. I did ask a couple of my coworkers and out of the um 12 coworkers that I asked, uh 5 of them this was one of their top movies as well
0: for a comfort movie. And I was like, "Okay, that's saying something. I love that movie." Oh, yeah. I feel like it's timeless. I feel like there's something for everyone in that movie. Like you will find a character in that movie that you can kind of latch on to and relate to. Um and like you can be invested in so many different sides of that story because it's like seven different people uh involved in this big like convoluted plan um to get the Stratford girls to date um and uh, of course you know yeah who doesn't love watching a young Heath Ledger singing in the bleachers
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's all around, it's a feel-good movie for me, and yes, there are definitely some sad parts, and like I said, I feel like it's a lot of the emotions, though, um, but it's one of those that, you know, I'm a sucker for happy endings, so it's, it's one that I, I very oh, much sure. enjoy, and one that I can recite, and I know exactly, if it does become like an ambient, like background sound movie, because this also is one of those movies that like if I'm baking or crafting, I'll put on a movie that I know because I am that nerd who loves to recite the movie lines, even though I'm not there. <laughs> and so it works out perfect. It's it's great. So, yeah, that was my, uh, my first one. What is yours?
0: Okay, well, I'll talk about one that is actually very, very new um, that I've seen very recently and that is actually last I check still in theaters as of right now. Uh, the brand new Scream movie. Oh, so I know it's kind of cheating because I can't necessarily have it on in my house in the background yet. Not legally. But. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't do it illegally, but (laughs) But the reason I had to put it on this list is because the hype for this movie was unreal. And I think it was really cool to see this movie get advertised out of all of them because the other screams came out before social media really was the monster that it's become. Oh, yeah. Like, everything you were posting
1: was just like a sliver of the things that were out there. Like they were putting scream in everything, reinventing everything.
0: Like it was it was phenomenal. It was really cool yeah. to see and then to see like even the actors are posting shit on their Instagrams to like promote it and stuff and Oh, man, I yes. love that photo of David Arquette on New Year's Eve standing in Times Square with the giant scream ad behind him. I thought that was so surreal and so cool.
1: It's like a full circle, you know?
0: It's
1: it's like it's, it's still so relevant and still so wanted and still so hyped up. And like you said, all of those came out before kind of like media, social media was this huge thing and to see it just I mean it was everywhere it literally took over everything it really was like you could not ignore the fact that there was a new screen no no and if you did like where were you because like did you not get on anything
0: did you breathe because I mean you couldn't go anywhere without seeing it exactly um and so the reason I have it on my comfort movies list is because Leading up to the release of Scream just so happened to coincide with me and some friends planning the like anniversary memorial party that we have for our friend Alan, who passed away in 2016. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's something that we do every year. And uh, so this year, Scream came out the day before that party. And I had been, I admit, like I can say it now, I couldn't say it in the process, but I was totally overexerting myself for that party. And Frankie, I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, I
1: am just as guilty, but when we become just so hyper-focused and fixated on something, like nothing else matters. Not eating, not drinking, not sleeping. And it's, it's a, it's a lot. It's very taxing. Um, And I know for a fact, Misa does this because she absolutely loves and wants to honor um, our dear friend to the fullest extent. And she had been planning something, oh my gosh, probably for a whole month before.
0: At least. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Trying to find the Airbnb and, you know, figuring all that out. Um, And of course she does a fantastic job every time but it is very taxing on your body too so
0: it can be and unfortunately this year um (laughs) I didn't mean to it's just that all this stuff just kept happening the week and a half leading up to the party I did not eat a full meal at all yeah uh yeah so I wasn't uh taking care of myself because I was taking care of other more important things but um so the party came around and it was on uh it was on January 15th and um so Scream came out the day before and like I had been so like Frankie said like so hyper focused on this party um you know and I I got to the point where I was like you know what I am going to give myself two hours where I don't think about the party like I'm not going to think about the food or what all I have to take like I am going to sit my ass in a theater in a sanitized <laughs> chair, and I'm going to watch the new Scream by myself. And I'm going to turn my brain off, and then I will get back to business. Right? <laughs> and it was totally worth it. It was totally fucking worth it. I got up, I uh, got a, I went to a 10:30 a.m. showing at Alamo Draft House. I ate fried oh, food. I ate, period. <laughs> and then I left the theater and immediately came home, dyed my hair, packed a couple of blunts, and then went to the party. That sounds fantastic. And it it just, it comforted me because I was like, you know, I, I really just needed that time to myself to do something for me. Um, yeah. Especially because, like, I really hadn't been taking care of myself in the times leading up to the party. The party, of course, was great. From what I know, everyone had a good time, and the food was good, and, you know, everyone who everyone who really wanted to be there was there, and it was just mm-hmm. really good to see everybody. And what was really cool, and I thought was a really nice touch, was in the movie Scream, which, by the way, if you haven't seen it, stop listening right now, because um, <laughs> there's a minor spoiler. There is a character named, oh, wait, I can't spoil it for you, can I? <laughs> uh, yes and no. So you're fine. Go ahead. Okay. In the film, I will say it in a non-spoiler way. Okay. In the film, there is a scene where one of the characters has passed away and the friends throw a memorial party for him. And I just thought that was a really nice touch. (laughs) And it was something that was really cool to see literally the day that I was going to be doing the same thing with a bunch of friends. Yes. So that that struck a different chord with me. This, I will say, this fifth scream film is the most emotional and emotionally driven installment in the franchise. I cried multiple times. Mm-hmm. Did you really? I did. There were like there were little things that would make me cry, like little moments between characters, or even certain musical cues. Mm-hmm. Hint, hint. Future soundtrack episode. <laughs> Right, I know. As I'm, as we were covering some of these, I'm like, "crap." Some of these are going to be ones that I want to cover. <laughs> right, right. And so I, yeah, the it. This was just a really good way to start off. What ended up being like a really, really good day, of course. But um I just really needed something to comfort me, and in that moment, it was Nev Campbell and the New Scream and former WCW champion David Arquette. <laughs> <laughs> And I loved it. I've seen it four times already. (laughs) Dang, I love it. I think everyone should go see it. It was better than Part Four. Oh gosh, Part Four was a lot to take in. Part Four sucked. Yeah, sucked. And the more I hear people talk about it, the worse I realize it was. It was awful. It was terrible. Anyway, let's move on to movies that don't disgust us. (laughs) 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 Rather cover. What's your next one?
1: Okay, so my next one is one that um, it just brings up good feelings because of, gosh, I feel like a lot of these are going to be um, sad moments, and I was trying to think of a happy moment as I was sitting here and, like, looking through my list again. So one of the last movies that I saw, like, in theaters with um, one of our dear friends who passed away too soon was Wreck-It Ralph. And this friend Misa knew very well as also, um, he, he lived with us. So we spent a lot of time watching movies and this was absolutely one of his favorite movies. Watching Wreck-It Ralph is still very emotional for me in times because, you know, Ralph is a bigger guy. He can be seen as a bad guy. And our friend was a bigger guy. and um Wasn't always viewed as the best guy by some people, um, but deep down he was a really, really good person and would have given the shirt off of his back to anyone, and I feel like that movie just emulates him, and so this is a movie that when I am feeling kind of emotional or needing, like, just to have happy thoughts about my friend who comes into my mind every now and then. Um, this is my go-to movie for that. And uh, he used to do the Ralph song, and he would say all the time, I'm going to wreck it. And yeah, it was one of the last movies that we took our kids to see together in the theater before he passed away. So that is one of my, it's still a very comforting movie to me, though, even though it it does bring up some sad emotions.
0: That's a really sweet memory, though. And I can, now that you're saying it, I totally see Keith as a Wreck-It Ralph type. It also, like,
1: has, you know, of course, he was a huge gamer. And so having, like, the 8-bit and all the games and, you know, everything coming through the Surge Protector, like, he was geeking out and, like, he loved all of the artistry about it. Um, and just like reminiscing on all the old games from when we used to have like the really badass, like arcade rooms, they're remaking them. So it's cool. But, um, you know, at the time there wasn't really, there was like what, two, maybe like arcade places that you could go to that really had like the whole old school nostalgic type feel. And yeah, so it was, it was one of his favorites. And like I said, it was just, it was a sweet thing that we got to take our kids to and then looking back and like watching it, you know, I can hear the comments like that he would whisper over when we were watching it in the theaters. Um, and it was one that we would rewatch with the kids too. So it's it's a very sentimental and sweet movie. And like I said, if I'm feeling particularly down or, you know, something <laughs> excuse me, like emotions come flooding in or memories come flooding in that kind of made me sad, I'll put this movie on. And this is another one that I know all the lines to and Sometimes I'll put it on in the background again if I'm like baking or crafting, but um, it's one that in particular, there's the one scene where Ralph is teaching Vanellope to drive. Can, baby, water, because she didn't know how to drive, but she knew inside like that she was a, dr- a driver and a racer. Um, it makes me think of the time Keith tried to teach me to drive stick and I was like, Absolutely not.
0: This is <laughs> Oh my god, yes. He was always eager to like I remember he was drunk one day. And he was begging Rachel, like, get in the front seat, I'm gonna teach you how to drive. Yes, always. <laughs> like he always wanted to teach us how to
1: drive. I have footage of that by the way. Yes, okay. And um, oh my god, I remember when you showed that to me. But um yeah, like he always wanted us to learn how to drive stick and being in the car with him was terrifying as it is, but him teaching me, like he tried and then he yelled at me and I was like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> We're not doing this anymore. <laughs> but um, yeah, it just, it brings up good memories and uh, yeah, it just, it reminds me so much. And like I said, I can hear his voice and the things that he would reach over and say, or when we were watching it with the kids at the house, because our kids loved it too. um, It just was always there. So yeah. And it's another one that has a really cool soundtrack and everything. So it'll probably be covered in the future. But yeah, it has a very, very uh, sentimental and sweet spot to me in my heart. I don't know anyone who doesn't really like that movie. um, Or if they do, I feel like they don't get it. But that movie is yeah, like you said, it's got all the emotions. And then like, when Ralph sacrifices himself, and he's like, I'm a bad guy, and that's okay. Like, that whole line, like, I'm usually bawling by that part.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, me too.
1: And, of course, John C. Riley just brings Ralph
0: to life. Like, they picked the perfect person to play him. You cannot say a bad thing about John C. Riley. He is, as we've said before, a national treasure. Uh-huh. So yeah, definitely. He's uh oh he's great. <laughs> just him alone, him and anything just turns to gold.
1: It really does. I feel like he's just like you said, national treasure. Like we should have a monument to him somewhere. There needs to be someone needs to be talking about this and making that happen. because um, he, he really is. And just I can't imagine Ralph's voice
0: is anything but his. So uh this one is kind of yeah um <laughs> <laughs> okay okay so uh, um this next movie that i chose for my comfort movies um is the stupidest fluffiest most ridiculous rom-com ever made and i fucking love it oh okay so, it's uh, it has, it's starring Reese Witherspoon and Mark Ruffalo, and it's called Just Like Heaven.
1: Okay, yeah, I actually have not seen this one, so
0: please tell me everything. Okay, <laughs> so this movie, it just makes me giggle because it's so stupid, but it's enjoyable. And it's, it's a straight up chick flick, like it, it's poorly written. It's poorly acted. Like even when you watch it, you can kind of tell like even Mark Ruffalo and Reese Witherspoon look like they know it's stupid, but they're doing it anyway. Okay, okay. <laughs> it just looks like they're having fun with it. It's just a fun, <laughs> stupid little plot. Um, and the, um, the reason it brings me comfort is because at the time that I was introduced to this movie it was already it already been on dvd for a few years and i'm pretty sure i'm not even sure if it had a theatrical run like this is the kind of movie you find in your 99 cent store bin oh okay i've seen it at walgreens for like two dollars you know what i mean oh damn okay so it's one of those movies and it just it, it brought me comfort at a time when like i was feeling really down about whatever like a breakup or something Um, And I had this person in my life who was uh, really trying to be there for me, you know, was always trying to comfort me, was trying to make me feel special in different ways. And he reminded me a lot of Mark Ruffalo. Wow. (laughs) Uh, For various reasons. And Frankie, you know, you know who I'm talking about, but obviously I'm talking about a very romanticized version of him. Yeah. Um, And so obviously, like, I don't think about that guy anymore. And I haven't spoken (laughs) in many years. If anything, his nineteen sixty-two Betty Blue Ford Falcon was the more appealing part of his personality. Oh, damn, we're getting specific. But (laughs) um, I just I have a soft spot for Mark Ruffalo, and of course Reese Witherspoon is like one of my girl crushes. So oh yeah, she's. Fantastic. Um, So this movie just brings me comfort because it's just, it's a fun little escape from reality. It's it's so ridiculous. Uh, I mean, I can tell you the plot if you want to hear about it.
1: Yes, I do. Because all I can hear is The Cure, so I I need something else.
0: Well, The Cure (laughs) is definitely on this soundtrack. Uh, It has to be. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, of course. As well as a cover of Just Like Heaven at the Beginning by a female. (gasps) Ooh. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. um On top of that, uh, I put a spell on you. Is also in here from your Hocus Pocus episode. Okay, I might have to give this one a go. Yeah, yeah. So this movie is about Reese Witherspoon, and she is a doctor. She's like super hardworking. Like her life is the hospital. She doesn't have a social life, no boyfriend, no kids. She has a sister. She barely has time to see her. She's always at the hospital. And one night she's supposed to go on like a, she's like on, she's supposed to go on a blind double date at her sister's house with some guy Mm -hmm. that she set her up with. And she ends up getting in a car accident. And then at the same time, Mark Ruffalo plays a widower who is looking for an apartment to sublet because he's miserable now that his wife is dead. And he ends up subletting Reese Witherspoon's apartment. And then she starts popping up in it but she's not dead oh okay that's where I was confused okay
1: yeah she's She's not not
0: dead she's not dead and so it's a love story they end up you know it's one of those it's your typical they hate each other until they don't fare but it's just so adorable and I I think that Mark Ruffalo is so cartoonish in this movie he's so cute I mean he's never not cute oh god he's adorable Mark Ruffalo Mm. Like in anything green regular (laughs) green (laughs) um yeah man like oh my god i just yum okay sorry the vapors no you're fine (laughs) mark ruffalo is a piece of work
1: i think we should do a mark ruffalo
0: episode is what i'm hearing i think we need to have a mark ruffalo appreciation episode yeah yeah, that's <laughs> what <it> just happened <laughs> but anyway. So, this movie is it's just a nice little um, it's it's amusing, it's it's funny. You're kind of laughing at it, but then you're also laughing with it. Um, it's just a silly little premise and a, it's a fluffy little happy ending with a kiss. And it's just so you watch it and you're like, oh my gosh, this is dumb, but I'm enjoying it. <laughs> okay (laughs) you know like jerry springer episodes yeah yeah or uh i'm gonna take it
1: real old school and uh ricky lake
0: (laughs) there you
1: go oh ricky lake was my girl above all of them i watched ricky all the time oh my gosh when that doorbell rang i was like who is it open the door
0: (laughs) all the time so (laughs) i love it (laughs) anywho so that's one of mine, definitely check that out, Frankie. Yes, I'm going to have to, especially,
1: um, you know, for doing our appreciation episode. I want to make sure I've seen all of his movies. Oh, you have to be thorough. You have to watch every yeah. inch of him. Yeah, several several times. Yeah, over and over, <laughs> slow motion. <laughs> I love it, I love it. Awesome, good choice. And I'm excited to hear about the uh, soundtrack option. So, yeah, that's going to be a great one. Uh, so my next one, I'm gonna switch it over to TV series, if that's okay. So um, I started this TV series actually when I was in college, and of course I was late to the game then, so I would watch like the reruns because I didn't have cable, of course, because who did? And then I stopped watching for some time, and then I rewatched the entire series, and now it is my one of my top go-to, um, like if I just need something on in the background, or if I want to just rewatch it, like I've probably seen the whole series about ten times because I've rewatched it so much. But this is the uh, the Office, the American version, and I have seen, like I said, every single episode several several times. And there are some episodes that I will revert back to. Um, depending on my mood, so I've seen some more than others, but I am a huge office fan. I also have this is another one that my kid has picked up on me. My son has also watched it probably more than I have because he loves Dwight so much. but yeah, this is just a like no matter what mood I'm in, um, I know which episodes to watch if I do need to cry because there's definitely some episodes that are more emotional. If I need just, like, a dumb, you know, like, funny laugh because of that mockumentary style, I will turn this on. And it just, I just love that um, mockumentary sitcom feel, um, which I'm sure one of us will talk about another TV series that is very, very similar to that. This is one of my favorite TV series. And Steve Carell and John, uh, I never say his last name right, Krasinski. You got it yay go me are just so funny to me and I love Rain Wilson um so that is just absolutely one of my favorite tv shows and it doesn't surprise me be- that it did so well because um you know Greg Daniels was one of the main adapters and uh writers and he also wrote a lot of the Simpsons episodes correct
0: um I believe you, but over the course of 34 years, they've had a lot of writers. Yes, yes. (laughs) I'm sorry, I don't know them all. But I think you are right, that does sound familiar.
1: (laughs) Okay, I know there's tons, sorry, I'm not trying to discount anybody either. Please don't uh, Mm -hmm. take it that way, audience. Um, But I know Greg Daniels is kind of high up there, because he has done so many different, um, really, really well-known like sitcoms and TV shows. So yeah, (laughs) and there are some... uh, episodes or even seasons in the show that I, I kind of skip over or don't watch as much. But this, this one just, I can, I know which ones, again, I can put on. I love the music in it. I love the like playfulness. Um, and again, I love when there's like those really sad moments because you're totally invested into them and like living through them. And it's just one of those that I and turn to for always and again I needed something during college you know that I you're doing so much and you know putting so much of yourself into work and college and family I mean Misa can tell you how busy both of us were during that time and um just having something on that was kind of like not brainless but you know what I mean like something that I didn't yeah. have to think about. And then also like I can do homework and I know exactly what's going on in that scene. And so like I'm laughing already because I know the setup. You know what yeah, I mean? It's like you're finishing the joke in your head before
0: it even is that.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So this to me is just, it's that perfect one. And um, again, I still watch it to this day. Um, and it's one that I, I very much enjoy that my son likes it too. And we will send each other, like, memes or little clips and things like that because we both love it so much. So, yeah, that's my uh, my next one. The Jim and Pam, their love is just so pure for each other on the show. And I feel like that's one of those, like, hopeless romantic, like, rom-com things. I loved seeing their romance, like, flourish and how it paled out and like everything that happened. And that was kind of always like what I wanted my, like between them. I mean, there's some other TV show loves that I absolutely wish my relationship was like, but theirs is very much up there. And I think that's another thing that I absolutely loved watching on The Office. And it took me forever to believe that they weren't actually dating in real life. Because their chemistry was
0: phenomenal. You're right it was and I it was really cool to see like how how much the writers made the audience want to see them together by dragging it out how many seasons like 5 oh god a 10 <laughs> like they really were making you wonder like will they won't they like as opposed to like friends where like you knew Rachel was going to end up with Ross eventually but like right. Jim and Pam you really didn't no, and so that was always kind of part of the intrigue is like them actually the process of getting together was so much fun to watch yeah. and then when they finally were together it was like yes
1: and they went through like real life things I love that too Um, of course my other favorite is Claire and Phil but I'm sure we'll talk about that in a second so.
0: <laughs> we should do an episode of the B-side just for like OTPs like, like Ooh, our favorite okay. couples in media fictional couples or whatever yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We could talk about some epic love yeah. stories. That'll be yeah. next February or something. That sounds
1: perfect. That sounds perfect to me. I love it. Such a such a good TV show. It's just a feel-good for me. And I just love all the, like, slapstick, you know, just all. It's just, it's perfect to me. So quotable.
0: <laughs> Identity prod is not a joke. I think it's a two-parter or something. Or I guess they're all kind of <laughs> continuations of each other, if you think about it. But they do the thing, the CPR with the mannequin, and then they roast Michael. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Dude, the fucking roast. <laughs> it's so good. I'm sorry. It's so good. And when Dwight is like, you don't have any land. <laughs> oh, it's too, I can't even do, the. oh my gosh, it's so, my brain is like overloading with all the quotes because that those episodes alone, and then not to mention all the moments between Michael and Toby. I oh my love God. Toby so much. I feel so bad for him when he buys, the doll from Daryl and many little looks- I absolutely love Toby. And when he's
1: such a dick to him, like God. I just it made me so sad for him a lot of the time. Um, but yes, I agree with you. Like that show is so quotable. Um, and that episode that you're talking about with the uh, CPR doll, we actually showed that in my health class for things not to do during CPR. Don't cut off the face. <laughs> That and the song that he starts singing is the wrong one, and she's like staying alive. And then they go First, into yeah. <laughs> like, and awesome. she's like, Um, that's
0: not,
1: not the right song, <laughs> and then everyone just starts <laughs> singing. Oh, such a good show! Such a good show,
0: and he has no arms or legs. I know. <laughs> oh, so good. Okay, we. We're, we could keep going. We could quote the whole oh, episode god, we've we sat really here really but we can't do that. We can't today. do that. We
1: got to move on. We got to move on.
0: <laughs> I have to talk about the one that I have been watching since before I was born, <laughs> which is The Simpsons. Classic choice, childhood fave grew up watching it, grew up recording it on VHS. Damn. (laughs) Oh yeah. As soon as I learned how to work a VCR, I was buying those, like, what is it? Like blocks of tapes, like three, six blocks of tapes at Best Buy in the bin. Like, oh, I was recording all kinds. I was recording movies. I love Lucy. The okay, Simpsons, yes. Sabrina the Teenage I had tapes dedicated to just Simpsons and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Wow. Fuck yeah. I mean, yeah, I used to have some of the toys when I was a kid. Like The Simpsons is just, it's something, that, it's amazing that it's still around. You know, so many people focus on like, oh, why is it still in the air? Why is it still getting renewed? It's like, we should be grateful that it's still on the air and it's still getting renewed. Because when it gets canceled or when it ends, you're going to be sad.
1: Yeah, so sad. And I mean, it's relevant. It's a family. And they it, they keep it relevant.
0: That's why it's still around. Watching old episodes take me back to, you know, time when I was like younger. And all I had to worry about was like homework, which seems so minimal now. Oh, God, yeah. I just loved, you know coming home from school, and it would be about like 3.30 or something, and then like prime time started at 5, and I remember like on Channel 26, there would be like a pattern. It'd be like Drew Carey show, The Simpsons, home improvement, The Simpsons, or it would be like The Simpsons, home improvement, The Simpsons, or like home improvement, and then The Simpsons again, or something like that, but they always showed at least two episodes a night during the weekdays on top of the new episodes on Sundays. Like, The Simpsons are just always on. They were always there. They've always been there. And one day, they won't be. Yeah. And that's going to be a sad life. Like, there won't be any new Simpsons. We've seen more Simpsons than we will see in the future. Damn, that's so sad. You know? And so... This is, this is just, it's a lot of things. Like, I I feel a closeness to certain friends because of certain episodes, through certain episodes. Certain songs from the show bring me comfort. Like, um, like the aforementioned party for Alan, uh, we had The Simpsons on because Alan loved The Simpsons. And Homer's Barbershop Quartet was on. And there was that Baby on Board song. And as soon as I heard it, oh, it just, like, it comforted my soul. It just kind of like, I finally sat down and just like was able to just do nothing. And then that song came on and that was like a whole nother level of comfort. Cause I was like, okay, I've done everything I can do. The party's already underway. Everything else is out of my hands. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was kind of that sigh of relief moment for me, especially very recently. Um, but on top of that, it's just, it's just a show that's always been there for you, you know, like, Maybe your friends are busy or out of town or live somewhere else, but Simpsons are always on somewhere and you can connect to those friends and things like if they
1: are gone or somewhere else because like I remember especially when we were younger and like you would watch the new episode like you were saying on Sundays and then like we would go and talk about it or text about it or you know however you communicated at that time um really aging myself I remember like talking about it on AIM with my friends
0: yeah, and then we would update our Zangas. Yep. And my spaces? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <live> Aw. <laughs> good times. Good times. But yeah, man, like it it's just it's just it the longevity alone is amazing. And then, you know, you think about that amazing cast that has stuck around, has stuck together for thirty yes. four years. That's a long time. And um I actually I started rewatching the show, I don't know how many months ago, but I've been going through it very slowly because I keep rotating in and out of it. Like, <laughs> like I'll get like seven seasons in and i like, okay, I'm going to watch Modern Family. And then I finish Modern Family and then I come back to The Simpsons. And then I'm like, okay, I'll watch a few seasons and then I go to Community. And then, you know, something like that. So I'll be like rotating between some. So I'm going really slowly through it. But right now I'm on like season 20. Wow. And yeah. I know. And I that's, I'm a little crazy. over halfway. But yeah, like I just it the more that I learn about the show, especially now that like now there are podcasts that are done by people our age and older who looked into the same stuff that we do, like the behind the scenes stuff and the making of stuff and they're like, you know, talking about it and putting these facts out there. And so, like, there's this one podcast, Talking Simpsons, that I listen to, and they you, they do, like, a deep dive into every episode and every animator and every writer and whatever and every director. And I've learned a lot more about this show through them. And so now watching it, like, I appreciate it so much more because I'm hearing about, like, all the work that goes into it and the fact that they've been doing it for three decades. It's insane. It's incredible. It, insanely incredible. Like, Sorry, I didn't mean to turn this into like a preaching about how great the Simpsons are, but no. But the fact that they've stayed the same cast—that in of itself is huge. It's amazing. It's it's huge. And I mean, to be fair, it is voice acting, so they don't necessarily have to be together <laughs> and get along to do it. But the fact that they've all stayed on through payment cuts, the acquirement by Disney, Universal, Simpson World, like, it's a, like, Harry Shearer almost left at one point, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's really, crazy. It's incredible. It's incredible. And so The Simpsons is definitely up there for me. Favorite show of all time, probably ever. You can ask me in 60 years what my favorite show is, and I will probably still be The Simpsons. And I get to hear Danny Elfman every time I watch. So. <laughs> I mean, it's a win win. <laughs> it is. It is. So, anywho, that's great. Choice. If I keep going, it's just going to be a. <laughs> what's Essential another one gonna
1: <laughs> I'm going to take it back a couple, a couple, a couple years. Um, so, growing up, I have always loved musicals, um, which you guys heard when you uh, listened to our Rocky Horror double feature. Um, episode. Um, And growing up, one of my go-to musicals, like if I just needed um, to kind of calm down or like find my happy place, was always Singing in the Rain. And I could watch this movie over and over and over again. Um, Total confession, when I was younger, I used to practice the dance for the make them laugh because that was one of my favorite scenes but it is one of my absolute favorite musicals and I love the romantic aspect I love Gene Kelly I love Debbie Reynolds was like fantastic in this movie and yeah this is just always one that I can turn to like no matter what and even to this day I still love this movie like I know um, I do wish there was some things that might have changed or been a little bit different with casting and things like that. Um, but the overall story and just the overall music and everything, um, has just always been such a comfort to me and helped me kind of decompress from all of the things going on in my life because it was so like whimsical and lighthearted. So yeah. And, uh, again, another great soundtrack. I love most of the songs in here. Um. And I just, I love all that, like, 50s nostalgic, like, the makeup, the costumes, everything about it. It just makes me happy. You know, we're going to have to have a movie night because I've never seen it. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, this is definitely one, yeah. (laughs) To me, it's hilarious because it also, like, they're kind of making that transition from silent films to, like, uh, musicals and so it's kind of like a movie within a movie and i love <laughs> i love those types of situations um and it's just it's so like just funny and lighthearted and just all the songs and this is at one of those things that started again my love for like wanting a flash mob or like everyone just to start dancing because this movie made me feel like oh my god we should just be like totally bursting out into song throughout our day and that's what will make me happy (laughs) I had a friend in high school who also loved this movie and like we would randomly start turning our day into a musical like if either of us were like in a mood um and he would sing like we would have like a whole like pencil like melody and then like change our things into math and like just songs about like what we were doing and like I just it was ridiculous and it sounds so stupid but it made me so happy and just kind of forget all those I mean, I, I don't I don't want to call them minuscule, but, you know, like, when your problems seem bigger because you're a teen and just everything just feels so big and out of, like, your control, um, musicals were there for me. And that is no different from this movie. And it just... I I personally feel like this movie really helped me get through a lot of my, like, really down days.
0: That's sweet. And I totally know the dance you're talking about, and I can totally picture little Frankie... <laughs> Splashing in the puddles. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, this musical partner of yours, was it Nick or Sean? It was Nick. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it, but I had to give Sean a little credit.
1: I will say we drug Sean into it every now and then because sometimes he was like, guys, but then other times he was like, fuck it, let's be ridiculous and like get all the attention. (laughs) Exactly. Because, of course, you know, we're singing and like being ridiculous at the top of our lungs. And yeah,
0: (laughs) that is so precious. And you know what? I still have that mini picture of me, you and Nick and Sean at Lesbian Festival. Oh my gosh,
1: we should totally post it on the blog. Oh, we don't do a blog for B-Side, just kidding, just We kidding. don't, but I can post
0: on Instagram and tag them. Oh, that would be so fun, yes, all the memories. Yes, I'll have to unearth it. I think it might be It might be in my desk drawer, but I will look.
1: Oh, so fun, so fun. But yeah, musicals just like got me through all those bad down moments in this one. We're going to have to have a musical night because
0: I want it. Oh uh-huh. yeah, for sure. That is such a sweet memory. I can totally picture two guys like singing in a classroom, and everyone just kind of like, uh-huh.
1: just like, what? <laughs> yeah, I know. Everyone was just kind of like, what? And then of course there were some people who were like, "Is this like an upcoming production?" And we we're like, "No, it's no. our life." <laughs> what do you mean?
0: That is so precious. I love that yeah good times for sure all right what's your next one hun okay so this one I'm gonna be really brief about this is my I need a good cry movie is pretty much why it comforts me um is I I know like I know you Frankie you can relate and hopefully some people listening can relate but like every now and then I just kind of get in a funky mood where like I don't want to do anything. I don't want to talk to anybody. Like nothing is really making sense. And I just, you know, you kind of feel like that overcast cloud following you overhead all the time. Um, Yes. And so sometimes I get in just a mood where I just want to feel whatever, but I don't know why. And so I figure like if I just let out a good cry, if I just cry really hard, (laughs) then (laughs) it will release something. Like whatever it is, tension stress emotion whatever the fuck like get it out right whenever i need a good cry whenever i just need to be in my feelings as they say i put on the green mile I'm in and my heart beats that I- oh my god oh yeah that's a good one It's such an amazing story. I would say probably one of the truer Stephen King adaptations. Like, when you read the novel and then you watch the movie, you see just how much got to transition onto film, and it's really cool. Yeah. So, and of course, Tom Hanks and uh, Michael Clark Duncan.
1: Yeah, such, I mean... Those two guys are phenomenal. Mm-hmm.
0: On top of the fact that, like, I've always had a crush on Sam Rockwell, even though he's super gross <laughs> in this movie. Oh, yeah, I can't stand him in this movie. He plays
1: a he plays an asshole in uh, several movies, actually.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Charlie's Angels comes to mind. Yep. Yeah, so this is just one of those, it comforts me in a sense that, like, it helps me kind of, like, cleanse the mind yeah. and the body and the soul for a few minutes, like you know, like whatever I'm feeling, I can just let it out through that. Like that's like the vessel. And then I can just kind of like take a sigh and move on and just leave whatever that negativity was behind me.
1: Yeah, that's great. I love it. We all need to cry. I completely love that you are talking about that because yes, a hundred percent. So yeah. And uh, kind of piggybacking off of that, um, a movie that always makes me cry that i have on my list and please don't judge me for this cuz this is another uh very well known rom-com not even i don't know if i would call it even a rom-com just a freaking sad girl romantic movie um and i hate myself for liking this movie so uh it's the notebook um like that is my movie that makes me cry and it's like their perfect relationship and the fighting and then they end up together and then there's like rain and they're in a boat and like I want that dance with me in the middle of the street you know it's stupid
0: (laughs) it's not stupid
1: but it is one of those movies that um and I, I can't I will be honest it's a comfort movie again in the sense that I cry I cannot say that I watch it often because I naturally am a crier. So like I cried watching, you know, um, the end game because when everyone came out, you know, like those things, like they make me very emotional seeing like all my favorite um, characters develop and like this huge scene where everyone comes together. Like I can't help but become invested in that. But this movie is like a different kind of cry. Like Misa was explaining, like, just like I really need to like unleash something or if I'm unhappy with something like in my particular relationship I might watch this movie and then cry because of that so yeah it's not one that I watch often but it is on my list for my like when I need to cry or when I'm very upset I will watch this movie and uh I'm not happy about admitting it but you know whatever
0: Hey, there are no guilty pleasures, remember?
1: There are none. There are none. Um, And I can't say that I've read the book. I'm not a huge fan of Nicholas Sparks, honestly. Um, So I don't know if it's close to the book or not. Um, But I do know I love Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling in this film. And I just, there's moments where it's just so sweet. And then when they are the older couple and they die together, like, it just melts my heart. And I cry. <laughs> yeah, this is an emotional
0: movie.
1: It's an emotional movie. And again, um, it is one that I have made Angel watch with me.
0: Oh, he likes it, right? Because he's the one who recommended it. Yes. Okay. Okay, so even guys, it can appeal to guys, too. You just have to give it a chance.
1: Yes. So uh, definitely one, I mean, and even if it's not one that you might like, maybe for your spouse or, you know, girlfriend or whatever.
0: that's sweet it is a sweet story it's definitely one that I would recommend you know what I always thought the the actor who plays the older what's the guy's name the Ryan Gosling character oh
1: um god I'm blinking
0: out right now hold on Uh, her name was Ellie and his name was Noah yeah is it Noah yeah okay I have not seen this movie in a while um, but I do remember the actor who plays older Noah, James Garner. I was okay, yeah, him. I was like, wow, like if they ever made a movie about like like late like early two thousands era Johnny Cash, that guy could play him. Oh, heck yes! Like, it, whoa, it blew my mind. I was like, why aren't they making this movie? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Didn't yes. it come out
0: before Walk the Line, too? I
1: believe it did, yeah.
0: 2004?
1: Uh, 2004. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Sorry, I was thinking. Yeah, and then, of course, James Marsden is in it, and I
0: love him. Oh, my gosh. Okay, can we talk about James Marsden for a moment here? Hang on yes. for a second. Yes, of course. Okay, this this is one of the many movies that makes me feel awful for James Marsden. Why does he always get... Like, the short end of the stick. He's such a good-looking guy. He plays a good guy in every movie. And he ends up dying or losing the girl. Why? Always. Always. I don't know. Why? And he's so nice about it. Every time. He really
1: is. He's so underrated. I love him. Love him. I love
0: him. I think he's so... Oh, he's... <laughs> <And> he's <laughs> talented. Don't worry. There's no chicken heads. <laughs> I checked. And he, Like that's the only movie where he actually wins, <laughs> and he's so talented. He can
1: sing, he can yeah. dance. He's just—he's awesome. Oh
0: yeah, and he's just man. His characters—I feel—I feel like I have never. I mean, I haven't seen Twenty Seven Dresses, but I think he ends up with the girl. But then it's Catherine Heigl, so you know, not really. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I just, I always feel bad for his character. And in this one, he's so graceful because she's, she admits that they like, I guess they fucked. And then he's like, well, I could go beat him up, but then that would just make you sad. And I'm like, oh my God, you still care. Yes. Like, oh. He's so sweet. He's so sweet. He was so, he just, he just, like, he knew what she wanted and he backed away.
1: Like a real man should.
0: It's kind of infuriating to watch him be like, yeah, that's cool. I'm like, no. <laughs> Stand up for yourself. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> he's a yeah. good guy. He's a good guy. <laughs> All right. On to you. And he was a, he's a great guy in the notebook. Okay. I don't want to go too far into this because I did talk about it being my comfort movie in our very first episode of Soundtrack City. Uh, obviously, Zodiac is a comfort movie to me. It's something that I can have on. Whenever I'm doing something and I want it on in the background, there's so much humor in it, even though it's a very dark, true crime story. And it had three future superheroes in it. Whoop, whoop. Oh, Ruffalo, good. Ruffalo, Jake Hall, Robert, Robert Downey Jr. Jr. Mm-hmm. All from the Marvel Universe. So that is very cool. So I don't want to get too far into that one, but that is definitely one. But then there's one that I do want to get into, which is, of course, Surprise to no one, Joker from 2019. Such a good one. Definitely a comfort movie. Actually, the other day, the day that you and I decided we were going to do a B side instead, I was feeling really gloomy. And I don't know if you remember the weather that day, but it was very gray and kind of chilly. Yeah. I think it even rained, Um, and that was one of those days where I was just in a mood, and I just kind of felt like I don't want to do anything. I don't feel like doing anything. I can't bring myself to do anything, and I just let the Joker score loop, and it made me feel better. I even fell asleep to it. Good. And it's just, and on top of that, like the movie itself is also kind of a comfort movie for me because uh, that's another era of my life where I was like at a low point uh I think I'd been in my depression for about a year at that point and um I just got to this point where I just I hated everything I hated everyone I had journal entries I was just like everyone is awful everyone sucks there is no good there is no evil there's just bullshit everyone's bullshit that like I was just angry at everything and um then Joker came out and I remember leading up to Joker, I was hearing about it in the background of my life. But of course, you know, when you're in your depression bubble, nothing ever really penetrates. It just kind of bounces off, right? Right, right. So I'm in this depression bubble and Joker went into production in October of 2018. And I remember hearing like Joaquin Phoenix is cast as a Joker. And I was like, I, re- I remember reading it, but it didn't process. Like it didn't sink in, and it's it like it didn't sink into the point where I was like, that sounds like a rumor. That doesn't sound true. That sounds too good to be true. There's no way that's true. There's no way Um, this is happening. Yeah, and so even even though there was like, oh yeah, it's in production. Da da da. They're filming. I would even see videos like behind the scenes videos of them as they were filming, like parts where like he's on the subway. Or like, they were filming a part where he was dancing on the street. They were filming the scene where he's running and he gets hit by the car. I was actually, like, seeing those behind-the-scenes videos pop up on my Twitter feed. And even though I was watching them and seeing him in full costume and makeup, it still was not hitting me that he was in a it. It was not processing at wow. all. I was just so deep into my, like, black hole that I wasn't even really paying attention. I should have been excited. Like I should have been hyped as fuck. Of course, when it started to like get advertised and stuff, I was getting excited, but it took the trailer. It took the very first trailer and the promotional photos to come out for me to be like, oh, okay. It's real. It's really (laughs) happening. And so finally it was until the trailer and I was like, okay. Okay, I'm in. And of course I saw it like five times in theaters and there was just a lot about, and I mean, I'm not trying to sound like a serial killer or anything, but there was a lot about the things that like Arthur went through and said that were really reflective of the way I was feeling in my depression. Like he, in the movie, he straight up says the words, everyone is awful. And I have that written down many times. And it was just, it was just funny to me how like that character was really resonating. And then he just, he found his voice in the Joker, uh, you know, in the makeup, in that costume. And, you know, it was, in a way, therapeutic, question mark. <laughs> Please don't look at me like I'm a killer. <laughs> but No, I definitely, definitely agree with that. Yeah. So it and then, of course, on top of the score, which won an Oscar, Joaquin Phoenix, who won an Oscar, the soundtrack, the, the Frank Sinatra songs in here, and like, you know, it it's just so, it's bluesy, it's like old school, like, I I love it, like, Smile by Jimmy Durant, and songs that I hope to cover one day, I don't know, um, uh, and then, you know, <laughs> white, uh, white Room by Cream at the end when he gets arrested, like, yes. every bit of music, except for one, which I'll get into later, is perfection, like. That movie, Top to Bottom, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I love that movie. Yeah,
0: and so that's another one that I just, I like to have on, or I like to have the soundtrack looping, score or soundtrack, really. Every now and then I just feel like, huh, I want to have Joker on. I'll put it on to have in the background, but it doesn't stay in the background. Yes, it becomes what you're, like, you can't (laughs) not listen to it. But it did bring me comfort at a time, and it continues to. And, you know, it's something that, like, whether it's the score, the movie, the soundtrack, like, I want to have it on,
1: period. I agree. I think it's a great choice. And I absolutely agree with you. I love the music in that, and the soundtrack. And oh, Joaquin just amplifies, amplifies Arthur and the character. He's amazing.
0: He's amazing. He really is.
1: Another one who needs a... Appreciation episode.
0: Oh, oh that can happen. I'm just that saying. Can happen. I'm just, just that.
1: saying. I think we need to start yeah, that. Yeah, we should
0: do that. <laughs> we should do that. Okay, so what's another one of yours?
1: Okay, so this is going to be my last um, movie. Um, and of course, I love that you went back to your first movie because that is also what was my last one, which is the first movie that I covered on our podcast, and that's Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: and I love that our
1: minds work the same
0: Um, yes
1: I mean that not just the music that was chosen for the movie but the score and then just the acting and bringing all of those characters together and that movie is just it's so funny and silly even though it's a superhero movie and like yes there's some serious parts but um, I I could watch that movie pretty much every day and like you said it is in the background or like we'll put it on in the background while we're doing something or while we're cleaning or whatever um but then I find myself like leaning against the wall watching it as I'm supposed to be cleaning or you know just it always grabs my attention it's also one of the soundtracks that I constantly play in my classroom because I love the music on it and it just came out in like such a such a good time in our life like we were going through a lot of changes, you know, dealing with things that had happened, you know, with friendships and deaths and things like that. Um and it just brought a comfort when it first came out and it still brings that comfort. Um and it's just such a feel-good movie to me. I love that we both covered our first ones that were our very first episode 1 of our Soundtrack City. Um but it's it's true. It's just those are some great movies. So but yeah, and that was my last movie that I wanted to discuss as my feel-good kind of comfort movie.
0: That is a great choice. And on top of the amazing soundtrack, which you only scratched the surface of in that episode, because it oh, is God. so massive, that soundtrack. It was so hard to pick. So hard to pick. <laughs> I bet. I bet. And there was, oh my gosh. Like, it's so good top to bottom. Guardians of the Galaxy is one of those movies you can enjoy whether you, you're a Marvel fan or not whether Mm -hmm. you're a superhero movie fan or not it's it's so funny like the first thing that I think of is obviously the music and then the humor
1: yes like I mean Drax is hilarious Chris Pratt love him Zoe Saldana is so funny like Bradley Cooper Ben Diesel um I mean everyone is just so good in this movie um, and, of course, we have John C. Riley, And I love one of my favorites, Benicio Del Toro. God, I love him. Love him. Um, I mean, it's just it's just such a well-rounded cast. And I love that you said that because it is one of those movies that you really don't have to know the whole background story to understand what's going on in the movie. Like, this is a very good standalone movie. If you're not a Marvel fan, if you're not watching them in order, you know what I mean? Or if you don't really care about the superheroes, it's just, it's such a good, funny movie. And again, like you said, the soundtrack, amazing from top to bottom.
0: Not that this is an ad or anything, but you should really check out our very first episode. We probably sound like babies in it.
1: (laughs) And uh, please, I'm sure there's a lot of me. Um, um, But yeah, it's... Gosh, that was a while ago.
0: God, I can't even listen to our old episodes. But...
1: <laughs> it makes me kind of want to like revisit Guardians because, like you said, I barely touched the surface, and there's so much more I can talk about.
0: <laughs> Honestly, as much as I would have loved to hear you go through each and every single song, that that first episode. <laughs> <laughs> it would have taken forever to it was finish. Stressful. Let's be honest; it was stressful. It was. Str- we were <laughs> figuring things out as we were going. We didn't have anyone like hands-on helping us. We had like, like angel kind of helping with equipment, yeah. and we had <laughs> a friend helping with the design. And then, like, I had to learn editing from another friend. And it was, like, he had to squeeze time into his day to show me how to work garage. Like, you know, it was just a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. I think we picked really good very first episode movies for that.
1: For sure. I feel like it was a solid choice.
0: So, I have two TV shows left, and technically I already mentioned them, but I do want to go to the So, obviously, I'm going to talk about Modern Family, which is kind of what Frankie was alluding to earlier when she was talking about The (laughs) Office and the reality TV show style. I love Modern Family. I was actually just watching Modern Family a couple hours ago. I'm actually on the season finale of the last season, so now I'm going to have to just start over again.
1: Yes,
0: always. (laughs) Uh, After I rotate back into The Simpsons, of course. But... (laughs) Um, Modern Family is definitely a comfort TV show for me. It always makes me laugh. No matter how many times I watch the episodes, I still laugh out loud. I still laugh for prolonged periods of time at the same jokes. Yes. You know, like Frankie said, even though you know they're coming and you can say it with them, you still laugh at yourself and you laugh at it. Um, like I love Phil. Phil is kind of like my dream husband. Like yes. he's handsome, he's so funny. I like the way he dresses. He's a magic man, you know? Like he's oh, he's the whole package. I he, he's so sweet. He could be a little here. more musical,
1: but that's it. I love him. <laughs> love him. Yeah, he's great. He's great.
0: Yeah, Phil's awesome. Um he's easily one of my top characters along with like Jay and Alex. And so, like, this is a show that I didn't actually get into until about like 2015. And it's like I would always see commercials for it because obviously it would be on the same channel as wrestling, which at the time was USA. Um, And so, like, I'd be watching wrestling and we would see like modern family commercials or something like that. Um, But it wasn't until my friends got an apartment in Jersey Village and I would drive to their apartment at least once a week to watch wrestling with them. And before wrestling started, USA would show, like, a little block of Modern Family episodes. And then after wrestling, they would show more Modern Family episodes until midnight. Oh, okay. And so we got to the point where we would be hanging out the apartment, and we were waiting for wrestling to come on. We didn't want to miss anything, so we turned the TV on early. Sometimes it was SVU. Uh Uh-huh, of course. And then sometimes it was modern family and we got to a point where we're like oh we could just have modern family on and we're like yeah I'm down for that and I was like yeah I've been meaning to get into this show it looks so funny I've just never actually sat down and put an effort into watching it fell in love with it the very first episode I ever saw was it's actually I think it's called Fisbo, but it's about Luke having his birthday party in season one. Oh yes okay you remember that one and everything just goes crazy and he's in the hospital right yes 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 and so that's the very first episode of modern family i ever watched which i actually think i think that's a really great episode to show someone who's never seen the show because i think that one does a really good job of introducing each character and it shows just enough of their personality for you to get a feel for what the show is and like i think someone can walk away from that episode knowing whether or not they're going to watch more Yes, there. That's a really good point. That's a good one to start with. I can't even remember the first episode
1: I watched. But I know I started really late in the game also watching Modern Family. And when I did watch it, I was like, what the fuck was I waiting on? Like, why did I not watch this sooner? Because then I had to backtrack.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I could just watch it over and over again. Obviously, I have because I'm right now finishing it again. And it the series barely ended two years ago. And I think I've rewatched the whole thing like five times now. So, it, I mean, it's just so funny. And you can pick up at any season whenever you want. And it's still funny. Like, yes, the writing did kind of dwindle toward the end. I wasn't too crazy about how all the characters ended up. But... I think it wrapped everything up really well and it still got mm-hmm. me on the feels and now we have 11 really hilarious seasons to go back and watch whenever we want. And I feel like
1: all of the seasons are pretty solid. Mhm. Like mm-hmm. there may be a couple that aren't my favorite episodes, but all of the seasons are are
0: very solid. Like I would say 95% of them. That's definitely one that I can have on in the background and be comfortable. I can be tuned into it and be comfortable. When I sit at my desk and eat something, I'm either going to pick Modern Family or my next TV show, which I'll get into after Frankie's choice. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, so um, this one, I don't
1: know how to explain this as being one of my comfort shows, but more of just like one of my shows that... I realized how much I liked it and then I have watched the whole thing and it can be that background info, but then I go and like end up watching it all. Um, and it's a kid's show. It is one that my kids introduced me to and I fell in love with it because it's just so quirky and weird and hilarious. And that is Gravity Falls.
0: There is. Unfortunately
1: only two seasons, but it is hilarious and so random. There's music, there's a weird family, there's twins, there's all kinds of malarkey that happens. I'm gonna use one of their words, which is such a a funny show. I mean I don't even know how to explain it except for like it's two twins and how do you explain Gravity Falls? They go to this weird place for the summer with their great uncle and it's like this weird town full of just like paranoia paranormal and like supernatural things it's just so funny it's so funny and it's so silly and even though it's about two teens um or who who are just becoming teens it's sort of relatable and it makes you kind of forget about all your problems because they're dealing with like their problems. So I guess that's why it's a comfort thing for me. I really can't explain the comfort aspect, but this is one of those shows that I can absolutely have on in the background and just get lost in it and have seen it so many times. I love the voices of the characters. I love the way the characters are developed. Um, Again, they have random songs and random music in there that I absolutely adore. And it's just, it's quirky. And I love that. And it makes me happy.
0: (laughs) That's so sweet. So, so the kids got into it first. Is that what you said?
1: Yeah, yeah. So it came on Disney, and um, of course the kids are watching. And I'm like, what is this? And then, we we usually watch something together at night, whether it's a movie or a TV show or something. And so they used to choose Gravity Falls, and I was hooked. Like, it's just the writing is really smart. Like I said, the characters are developed really well, and even though it's based off of like kind of that paranormal activity it's still very relatable for like you know kids trying to figure out their paths in life and like two very different people who are teens and like the brother likes an older girl and like dealing with that and you know um, the sister kind of finding herself and making friends and then finding love and it's just but it's it's super cute and like I said, the best way I can describe it is quirky. It's And then there's like a weird, a weird Mageddon thing where there's like this guy who can read minds. And it's, it's really, really cool. It's a cool show. It's a really cool show. It's on Disney. And it's super, super simple. Like it's super easy to finish. Um, like I said, there's only two seasons because Alex decided that he, Alex Hirsch is the one who wrote it and um, acted in it. Also animated and everything, and he said that he was done after the two seasons. Um, and you might know his voice from Rick and Morty. So he's, um, he, I, I absolutely love, love Gravity Falls. It's really, really
0: funny. So yeah, I highly recommend it. Surprise to no one, my comfort show. I have to mention Community, of course. Yeah, I was waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh community, I have rewatched so many times in the past almost 10 years now. That's another show that like I didn't necessarily start right away. I'm really weird about when people tell me like their recommendations for movies and shows. Like it's it's so easy for someone to be hyped about something and tell me like, "Oh, you need to watch this. Oh, have you watched this? Oh, it's on this. You should watch it And I I consider what they say and I hear them, but very rarely just am I able to be just intrigued by something that someone said to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is a show that, like, Tyler, my friend Tyler, who I've mentioned before, he would randomly recommend to me. And I was just kind of like, nah, like, I don't really, nah. Like, I'd seen commercials for it and it didn't pull me in immediately. Granted, I didn't ex- exactly know the premise, or I didn't really have an idea for what the show was. It wasn't something that appealed to me right away, and so it wasn't until, like, I hit a really dark time, I uh, talk about a lot of those, I guess, um, <laughs> uh, this was, like, 2013, and I walked in on something that I don't think someone wanted me to find out. Yeah, that was a lot for you to handle. Yeah. And that's also when my health started to dwindle down, but my doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong with me until December of that year. So I went walking around with lupus, not knowing I had lupus, and that was not good. So anyway, bad times. And finally, like, I got to such a low point, I just wanted to laugh at something. I didn't want to watch anything that had anything to do with love or betrayal or anything that could trigger what had happened. Of course. And Tyler finally showed me a scene from Community. He talked about it all the time. But finally, one day, he showed me a clip. And it happened to be the clip where LeVar Burton shows up at the hospital to meet Troy, who is played by Donald Glover. Mm -hmm. And Troy flips out. Because he's like, I told Pierce a thousand times. I just wanted a picture. You can't disappoint a picture. I hate you, Pierce. And he starts screaming and then he he cannot speak when LeVar Burton comes up to him. He's so frozen, doesn't talk to him, so freaked out, doesn't know what to do. It's so adorable. And it sold me immediately. It made me laugh. And I was like, I need to watch the rest of this show it wasn't on Hulu, I don't think. Maybe it was on Yahoo at the time, even. I was watching (laughs) it through other means, I guess you could say. (laughs) And it literally just, like, alleviated all of that awfulness that I was feeling. Like, you know, it made me laugh again. I didn't think I was ever going to laugh again, ever. It still makes me laugh, you know? I... I think in the past three months alone, I think I've watched it, rewatched it three times. Wow. When the pandemic started, they did, a, the cast got together for a read through of an episode, including Donald Glover and so cool. not including Chevy Chase. Um, but oh. they did a read through. Pedro Pascal did one of the voices. Like it was so cool to see them all together. Like I, I go back and rewatch that read through so many times. I love seeing how much the cast still love each other and they still like see each other randomly and it's it's so it's it just warms your heart and then there's always that hope for a movie yeah six seasons and a movie so you know uh, community is just one of those shows like have it on the background can turn to it whenever I want watch it while I'm eating have it on while I'm sleeping it, it can just be on all the time and you know, you'll just yeah, always And never get tired of it. Exactly. And I'll just always laugh at it and it'll always feel like I'm watching it for the first time. Love it. Yeah. Good choice Lisa. Yay. So you had some honorable mentions, right?
1: Yeah, just some things that like I mean, um, of course I could talk about them, but um I was trying to, you know, beside it and keep it brief. And so um some movies that just came to mind, um that, might be on you know soundtrack city soon for me are princess diaries 13 going on 30 parent trap the devil wears prada and of course the movies that we have covered already the breakfast club always 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 um and one that i know misa and i are going to cover eventually uh forest Gump. Um, And then just one T V show and I don't really know if this would count as like a comfort show, but more of just one that um I can always rewatch and I love rewatching in no particular order either because I feel like you can watch any of the episodes kind of in any order is um SVU. Um and I wouldn't I feel I I feel conflicted saying it's a comfort because I know some of the episodes might be triggering. Um so I don't want to, like, misuse that label because I know, again, it can lead to, like, triggering from, like, certain traumas or things like that because, obviously, we're dealing with, like, sexual cases. But um, SVU is just one that, God, I love the cast. I love the writing. I love the episodes. like, ugh, love it. Just perfect, perfect show. Not funny in any way, shape, or form. But I love that show and it can be on, and it very much so, like, growing up, it was always on background
0: music, also, like, in college, always on. Agreed. And that's another show where, like, you can tell how much the cast love each other, and it's so cute mm-hmm. when they're in pictures together, especially oh, Olivia God. and Elliot. <laughs> they're, they're
1: my, like, the one who got away. Oh, but he came back.
0: Love. I know. God. So good. So good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good show. Good choice. Oh, I feel good just talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So, yeah, those are just some of the honorable mentions
1: um, and ones that I, I felt kind of weird talking about, honestly, but, like, I had to mention SVU.
0: So, yeah, did you have any honorable mentions or you were good? I hadn't written any down, but now that you're mentioning it, I guess I thought of a few. Um, I'm not going to get into it because I talked extensively about it before in our spooky season this past year, but Scream 2 is obviously a comfort movie for me. Did you know that's also one of Angels? Oh, I didn't know that. Really? Yes, that's actually the only Scream that he really, really likes. That is awesome. That is awesome. We need to have a Scream movie night. Um. Especially Scream 2. Yes, I'm fine with that. (laughs) Yes, we do. Maybe, maybe when the new one comes out on DVD and we can watch all of them. Ooh, like that. that sounds super fun. I'm down. Yeah, that would be cool. Something like, Or we can watch the good ones, <laughs> you know, which is like not boring. So, okay, that's super cool. I like that Angel and I can see eye to eye on that because that was a good fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. Because I don't, I know, like, I've heard of the movies Angel does like and I don't feel (laughs) like we've ever been on the same
1: page. (laughs) No, I don't think he's on the same page with a lot of people. Like, his comfort film is that, what's that one movie that he loves? Oh, God, I'm going to have to Google
0: it now while you're looking. The Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. (sighs) Yes that one with the like that one like the one like
1: what was it called oh my god i don't even know it's where he's like blinded by the sand or the whatever dust in his eyes and then he fights blind oh
0: my god
1: what's that it's so predictable i hate that damn movie um let me
0: guess he wins (laughs) oh god yeah (laughs) spoiler alert whoops Sorry if you haven't seen that Jean-Claude Van Damme movie where he fights and then wins. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Um, It's like a Steven
1: Seagal movie. God, I hate it. I'm going to, I can't find the name of the movie, but I will come back to that and tell you because there's another movie that's like totally random that is his like go-to film and I don't understand it.
0: So Scream 2 for sure, which apparently I'm not the only one, which is very cool. (laughs) And then as far as TV shows, on top of SVU, I would also want to add Frasier. Ooh, okay. That's a good one. I love that show. I think that's another show that you can just kind of have on. It's still super funny. Fucking Niles is like so... Oh, yeah. The dry humor and sarcasm in in that TV show. yeah. Exactly. And it's still enjoyable every time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Good choice.
1: All right. Well, hopefully you heard um, or found some new movies and TV shows to check out for when you're in your feels and you just need a good cry or laugh or whatever emotion you're feeling, something to pull you out of your funk. Um, and I'm sure me will put all these on our Instagram for you to check out also because uh, we definitely want to encourage you to find, you know, Solace.
0: In movies and the arts, yes. And on top of that, we hope maybe we're getting you a little hype for some of these future soundtrack episodes that we oh. mentioned hints
1: at, and all the appreciation nights that are going to be happening soon.
0: Oh fuck yeah! And uh, I'm excited for all these movie nights that we're apparently planning over the <laughs> last few, <laughs> next few months because there <laughs> are going to be a lot. <laughs> oh gosh, the I'm weather's so getting excited. nice. Yes, once the weather
1: is not, like, there's a certain window of time so that we can do all of these. Because, you know, if we do it too late, it'll just be hot as hell outside, and that's no fun.
0: Yeah, then it'll have to be a movie in the pool.
1: Yes, which, you know, we can do. It's what I did for my birthday.
0: Oh, my gosh, that would be so cool. I would get one of those watermelon floaty things that I can lay on, and we'll just fucking...
1: Yes, and it has to have the little coaster on there so we can, like, have our drink in hand. It'll be perfect and just float and watch the movie. Yes. It's happening. It's for sure. I have them down. We'll talk about dates. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us. We hope you loved it. We hope you were comforted. And again, we can't wait for you guys to hear our next episode on Soundtrack City. Until then, this is
0: Frankie. And this was Misa. Bye.